Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about the world's greatest football team, Aston Villa. It was a case of good things coming to those who wait as fans returned to a sold-out Villa Park after a year and a half of empty stadiums to watch the Villa boys beat Newcastle 2-0. We'll talk about that in a moment and also see the return of the jalapeno-like spicy question. Well, to discuss all those things and more, I'm joined as ever by Sully Hull's own Frankie Maguire. Hello, Frankie. How are you doing? I was, I'm great, thank you. It was, and it was also great to see you in person. I know. Incredible. The what world is changing. Um, it is. Yeah, I, I, I liked particularly how it started, how it all means to go on with, with farce, in that you told me the key was under the plant pot and I looked <laughs> under the plant pot of the wrong house. So there's currently uh, probably wanted signs all over where you live looking for me, uh, grainy photos of me looking at people's plant pots, going wanted dead or alive with the whole alive bit crossed out, uh, free <laughs> Mars bar as reward. So, yeah, like so, yeah. South, South Wales Police have released a series of a ring doorbell footage of uh, <laughs> you wandering around various houses in Cardiff trying people, to get into the right one. People just like, is James Blunt? Has he fallen on hard times or something? <laughs> That's someone who I'm told I look like annoyingly quite a lot. Um, but you, also, you, you do look a lot like James Blunt, it is true. Uh, and I did like meeting your uh, your 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 son for the first time. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it's been so long. I've got engaged. Um, my partner has been pregnant and um and she's given birth we've had a we've had a son and he's now nine months old and in all that time i haven't seen you face to face which is a bit which is completely insane i like um but yeah he was i'll tell you what he was delighted to see you frankie i know you know there's a first time for everything but um he was he was he was smiling he was laughing he loved it yeah that'll soon change when he when he gets to know me um but he (laughs) he uh it was it was fun to watch him attempt to crawl. It was like he'd he'd make it about like half, like he'd try for about half a second, and then it'd be just collapse onto the floor. It was kind of like Villa's defending in 2016, just <laughs> just giving up, um, barely he, he any moved, effort. He moved faster than Didier Gaff, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know he I said his so. first word to me when you were out of the room. He did. Yeah. He literally turned to me, smiled, and said, "Villa's winning the league." And I was like, "Bloody <laughs> hell!" Like, I was like, "How was George not here for this?" That's and a run fair, of first words. To be fair, I'm not. I'm not going to like you know. Personally, I see Villa have booked the Foo Fighters to play in June at Villa Park, and mm. I'm putting two and two together here and saying it's going to be a trophy celebration. Dave Grohl's going to come out with uh, with Ollie Watkins, lift that trophy together, and we're all just going <laughs> to what a day it's going to be. Got my tickets for it. I think you know what I think. I think you might be right about about Alfie uh, saying that to you because when Villa scored their second, I swear he turned to me and just winked. <laughs> so he, he, I think he knew. He knew Gave you a little wink, and then they're like tapped on the wallet. Go on, put a tenner on it. Put a tenner on it. Villa <laughs> winning the league. William Hill up on the up on the app. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it was a great. It was a great. A day for us to watch. Uh, probably a better day for you, Frankie, because you were there. You were amongst it at Villa Park. Uh, what mm-hmm. What was it like to be back after all this time apart? Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, I, you know, just what a special, special event. Um, even getting there, you know, you had uh, bands playing outside Villa Park, which is um, uh, people. I even saw people on stilts. In fact, it had, it had a real like a, a positive vibe, um, an almost carnival vibe. Um, people just excited and happy to be back in the stadium right up to, you know, taking the knee for the game, such loud applause. Um, pe- people were just 
really happy to be back. And uh, I've sat in Villa Park many a time over the years. Um, there's fewer places I haven't sat in more. And, uh, you know, it, it's an environment where, you know, when things aren't going your way, sometimes it could be a bit of whinging around you. Hmm. But just it just didn't feel like there was any of that. You know, people were patient and just just really happy to be there. What Just what a feeling. Um, you know, I did joke last week that we're all going to change our tune within five minutes when Callum Wilson scores. And that nearly happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I think, yeah, I think um, aside from it being a brilliant occasion um, and fantastic to just be back around Villa fans again, it was uh, it was a bit of a shaky start. A slight, you know, it looked a little like we were lacking a bit of confidence and still, you know, with all our new players, still not quite on the wavelength all the time. But, you know, it's a good sign that we can overcome that and go on and win the game um, in the way we did. Um, I think, to be quite frank, I don't think there's a team we'd have rather rather have played than Newcastle, first home game back. I said it last week. I've said it multiple times. They're the worst team I've seen in the Premier League since we came back. They are absolutely passive, rubbish. I've never seen a team that just exists to make up the numbers. Um, I feel sorry for their fans that that's the team they are. I think they deserve a lot better. Um, but you know, they did threaten us in the early stages yeah. um, and it took a while for us to get going. Uh, I think positive signs were that I think John McGinn had a really good game. Um, I think that Emmy Buendia showed real signs of being a player that could potentially be talismanic. Um, once he's fully up to speed, I think we could be seeing a really important player for us because he, from deep, he tries to get football going. He tries to play football in a way that I remember back when we went to watch Burton Albion together. And I remember I sat next to you in the ground and this was when, this was 2016. And I think Grealish was playing. And I remember I said to you, I said, he's just amazing. Like even at that stage when he wasn't like, you know, um, as well known, I guess, nationally, um, you could see he was trying to make football happen, mm. um, trying to make progressive football happen. And that's what I think Emmy Buendia was trying to do. Um, a couple of really nice moments and him and Matty Cash in the second half worked really well together. I thought Matty Cash had a brilliant second half, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ings is a funny one, like two games now where I've been like, I don't know what he does. And then he just scores. Uh, you know, he's just he's just a, a a striker who, you know, you say someone, you don't see them for nine, 85 minutes and they just get a goal. Um, and what, what a fun... Was, what, yeah, what was, that, what was that goal like to actually watch? Just, I think it's person. one of the best one of the best goals I've seen live. I mean, and I think that's probably a combination of the, the occasion being back. Um, and it came at exactly the moment we needed it when we hadn't looked too sure of ourselves and he just pulled something out like that. You're like, that's what you sign players like that for. And it? it's what you spend big money for. It was an absolutely incredible um, goal. Brilliant bicycle kicking. You know, it came about because of a set piece, a long throw. Um, I thought I set pieces looked better than last season in the sense that I think it looked like we, we thought it through. Um, and you can see that Austin McPhee on the sidelines was quite vocal. He was out of the, he was out of the bench quite a lot. He was shouting. He was, um, so you could, you got a sense that he's going to be quite an important member of the coaching staff, I think. And I think set pieces for us, we, we weren't necessarily hugely creative and open play, I didn't think, but set pieces might be quite important for us in the first few months of the season as we get to know each other better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we, uh, we definitely, in terms of, I, I, D Smith said it himself. He said, in terms of the performance, it wasn't, it wasn't the best, but ultimately getting the first three points, uh, on the board for the season is, is the kind of most important thing, obviously. As you say, with, when it comes to Newcastle, the fact that 
we were so un- under we kind of underperformed uh, a fair bit. The fact that they still couldn't manage to um, really lay a glove on us, aside from the Wilson chance at the at the very start, uh, doesn't bode well uh, for them going forward. I wonder if Wilson really regrets um, his choice because <laughs> obviously before we signed um, uh, before we signed Ollie Watkins, he was strongly linked with, between us and and Newcastle. Mm. Eventually chose Newcastle. What a bizarre career decision that was in hindsight really but anyway um you know that's that's not the important thing i thought i thought um i thought mcginn had one of his best games uh for a while um even though he scored against watford i thought how he played against watford generally um wasn't uh, his best game um although he probably wasn't helped by those around him so i wonder whether you know he came out today and was like you know in front of the fans at villa park i really want to prove myself again and and he really did you know he did that that you know that John McGinn thing of just sticking his bum out and getting around players and <laughs> making things happen. Um, I think I thought you know Douglas Luiz was 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 tidy. You know nothing special, but considering he's been, I mean, he hasn't stopped playing football for the best part of two years. Hmm. Um, he didn't look particularly jaded. You know, obviously flying back from Tokyo after winning his gold medal for Brazil. You know, it was good to see him back on the pitch. Um, uh, I thought Jacob Ramsey. Uh, had his best game in a Villa shirt for someone so young. Yeah, he looked much more positive and confident. I think it was just a much more confident display from him. You know, he had a few half chances. He had a shot from outside the area that went just what, just high and wide. And you know, the fact that he's going for these efforts means that that's a player who's you know fanc- fancies himself a bit. You know, he's going to yeah. take these chances, and which is a good thing to see, which is really positive. Um, Ings's goal was something special, wasn't it? It was. It was just yeah. he, his his ability to find space in crowded areas in the penalty area is mm. just the marking of a of a top top Premier League striker. And and just he watched the ball every step of the way, connected with it so well, and and it just flew past um, flew past Woodman in the in the Newcastle goal. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know Martinez didn't have, really have too much to do aside from. <laughs> Almost <laughs> beheading Callum Wilson. A, a WWE, WWE attack. Like Jay, just, you hear Jim Ross's voice. Yeah. My God, he's broken in half. But yeah, I mean, for someone who's you know probably what a good good six foot two and you know sort of a brick house of a of a of a player, Wilson just <laughs> <laughs> was just cut to pieces by Martinez, wasn't he? I thought it was a dive. Uh, <laughs> well, it was you know ruled ruled out, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, football's a, a contact sport. Didn't you hear Roy Keane and Graham Sooners yesterday? It's a, it's a physical game. It's a fi- it's a physical <laughs> game. I, no, I, was... I loved Martinez protesting his innocence. <laughs> yeah, well. no, I just thought, it come was on. so funny. Come on, oh, come on. <laughs> Never seen anything more blatant in my life. It was so blatant. And then, um, yeah, L L Golzy back among the goals. He's so yeah. ice cool from the penalty spot. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's he's 100 conversion rate, isn't it? From the from the spot yeah. for El Ghazi, which is which is great because El- you always want yeah. someone. <laughs> you always you always want someone who can who can stick the ball in from the penalty spot. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just it's just brilliant. And as you say, you know, obviously you were there. That the, the vibe from the fans was just awesome. You know, it really mm. it really you could tell it really galvanized the players to to walk out and hear the roar from the whole tent and other parts of the of the stadium. And yeah. Yeah, we had a yeah, we had a sticky probably opening, you know, that Wilson chance where he um miraculously stuck it wide. Um yeah. that was that that could it could have made for a different game, um, but he didn't and uh didn't go in. And um I think you know we got off the hook there. And once Ings scored, I really didn't think we were gonna lose that game. I thought mm. I thought Newcastle really struggled to score goals, clearly. And yeah. um 
and once we went one up we sort of sort of took control uh, and, and that was it really I thought that yeah, I, th- I thought they dealt with Sam Maximum pretty well. I think there were yeah. moments in the, early in the first half where I thought oh, he's going to cause us a few problems, but Ashley Young dealt quite well with him, and then I think he switched sides and Cash as well dealt okay with him. Um, you mentioned Jacob Ramsey, um, yeah, uh, it was great to hear Villa fans chanting Jacob Ramsey is one of our own because mm-hmm. you just realise there's this production line of players coming through, that, and many of them are truly you know from the local area, and yeah. um, if you've gone on loan like Arjun Reiki to Stockport, good luck to you, Arjan. Um, so, you know, um, but Ramsey looked to me like he, looked, he he's grown from last year. I think he's even physically bulked up a little bit. I, I remember when I was younger and I used to play with some midfielders who would turn in, in a certain way, like turn away from where everybody else was running. And I always used to love players like that. that they just were able to think a little bit ahead. And he did that a couple of occasions. Um, he's a very intricate um, passer of the ball. Again, someone who I think tries to make football happen. So um, it's a positive sign how he played against Newcastle. There's still ways for him to go, I think, you know, obviously because he's so young. But um, there's definitely good signs there. And once he gets his first goal, I think that could be a really big moment for him, I think, in, in his confidence and mm. um, what he believes he can he can do as a midfielder. But, uh, but yeah, you know, the midfield was better balanced, as you said, with Douglas Louise being there, um, McGinn um, it, and Ramsey. It was certainly a lot better than what we saw in the first half against Watford. I still think we need mm. someone else in there, though. I still a little bit lightweight, aren't we? I just feel there were moments where I thought, you know, some of the passing might have been a bit erratic or um, it just felt a little bit like I think there's games where this midfield again, and it's happened multiple times, are going to get overrun. Um, Newcastle's not one of them games because we've beaten them 2-0 three times in a row now at Villa Park. Um, They're just... They're just so passive. But again, a team that's a bit more, you know, fight us a bit more midfield. I think that could be a tricky one. So Mm. I'm not going to give up on the idea. I think we need another midfielder. But um, it was a much better balanced side uh, than it was against Watford. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. That's right. Now it's time for a new section where we ask George a spicy question. As hot as a curry in the Balti Triangle. It's a section to get the creative juices flowing. So today I'm telling you, George, you've got a tough decision to make next week. Left back. Are you going to stick with Ashley Young as uh, Dean Smith did against Newcastle? Or do you bring Matt Target, the players player of the season last year, just bring him back into the side? Well, that is a that is a spicy question. Absolutely, that's a very spicy. That's the spiciest question I've been asked today, and it's. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it's eight forty in the morning, but yeah, um, I don't think I'll be asked the spicier one. Um, yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, actually, and we didn't mention him in the in the previous section in the game. He actually very steady, uh, as I would expect from him. He's he's a man who has a lot of experience. Thirty six years old, played in multiple positions. Obviously, last time he was with us, he was much more. Um, further advanced and obviously against Watford he started in that more advanced um wing role uh and then dropped back after uh you know we, we had that bit of a horror show of the first half and, and Matt Target was hooked off and obviously didn't start then against um against Newcastle with with Young coming in. Um Ashley Young is obviously naturally right footed. Again his his history with us he would he would do these sort of jinking runs cut inside on his right and deliver these just incredible balls in um, for people like John Carew and Gabby Bonghor to 
to stick away. He, I mean, he was just an absolute genius at doing that. Um, mm. You know, in a more defensive position, he's probably not required to obviously bomb up as further forward and, and be that offensive. He does have to stick to his defensive duties um, a lot more. Um, and, and yeah, I do, I do think having a right-footed left back means that we probably a little bit unbalanced and a little bit disjointed. Mm. And I know Matt Target had a... Um, had a bit of a horror show against uh, against Watford. Um, I, I'm sure it's. I'm sure he will get back into the team. I just wonder the fact that we didn't concede against Newcastle and and you know Ashley Young is a very dependable and very reliable player. I think you know we play Brentford next week um, or the next game, uh, and I. I th- I don't think Smith likes to change too much if he can help it. I think yeah. on the back on the back of a positive result. Um, he probably is not going to want to change the team too much. So I can definitely see Ashley Young staying in the team. And if I was picking the team, again, based on the result against Newcastle, I probably wouldn't take him out either. But certainly, you know, you'd be looking at Ashley Young and thinking, you know, can he stake a claim to be our our left back this season? You know, how consistent, how well can he perform in, in that position for us? moving forward because he knows Matt Target is just there. Uh, and this yeah. is what we want. This is exactly what we want in our Villa team because we always bemoaned the lack of options and squad depth. But now, you know, in that position and other positions on the pitch, we do have that ability to change things around. If if someone has a bad game, they don't start the next one. Um, and that wasn't the case last season, certainly yeah. the season before. You know, we had players playing who had a string of really bad uh, performances, but we just didn't have we just didn't have anybody else to come in and, and knock on the <laughs> yeah, door yeah. To, to to replace them. So it's great to see. Um, but yeah, personally, I, I I think as I said, given the result, I would um, I would stick with Ashley Young yeah, against uh, against Brentford. How, what think, would you, how how would you look at it? I think that's a fair case. I think I think that is yes. I think that's fair. Um, I, I mean, I, I think what I noticed particularly in the first half against Newcastle was while Young dealt quite well with San Maximan, who threatened early on, like looked like he was, I mean, he's obviously a very skillful player. Um, there were moments where I think progressing forward, him and El Ghazi didn't have the best, um, weren't really on the same wavelength, which I'll keep yeah. mentioning. Obviously, they're new, they're new together. But I think sometimes when Jung was cutting in on his right quite deep, so, you know, near the halfway line, it kind of congested us a bit. It was a little, it kind of restricted what we were able to do. Now, a couple of occasions he made a couple of nice, pa- like intricate passes inside towards. I think it was Ramsey once or twice, but I just I think I prefer a left back with a left foot. If mm-hmm. um, I know Gareth Southgate doesn't necessarily always agree when he has, is it Trippier sometimes plays on the opposite yeah. side or? Yeah. Um, it's it just to me it's sometimes congestion because you cut inside and then on the other side if you've got. Um, you know, a, a left footer playing on the right, they cut inside and at least everything's just getting a bit bogged down in the middle. But um, but I think what Young shows is that he uh, he's such a versatile player that he can play in any, uh, quite a few formations if we need him to. Um, mm-hmm. So Villa switched to a 3-5-2 at any point. You could have Bailey on the left as the, the left winger and then Young on the right, you know, both of them bombing back and forward. Um, but then Young as well can also play where Al Ghazi was playing, as he did in the first game against Watford, a little further forward in his traditional role for Villa. Um, Al Ghazi, I thought, struggled a bit at the weekend. He had one yeah. of those games where he's either really on it or sometimes he's just not. And it was just one of them games where he just wasn't. I thought he looked mm. a little like anytime the ball came near him, you thought, not sure he's going to 
retain it or he didn't he didn't always look confident I think I think he's sometimes I wonder if he's such a confidence player um it's just you know it, he's he's got so much talent I just wish he I wish he could I don't know like some games I just looked at him and thought I just wish he could hold on to it in the way I know you can yeah um, there are a few I, moments with Algarzi that I kind of thought that um I mean firstly I think you're absolutely right about Algarzi and you're not being on the same wavelength also they're both right-footed players so you don't yeah. have the option of getting the ball in from either foot on that flank if obviously they're, they're both use the same foot and with Algarzi he's he obviously tries to get past players and I don't know whether it's an ability thing or a confidence thing but so many times you try and take on a on a Newcastle defender and we just we just never we just lose the ball or mm. or play a much more defensive ball back and and yeah it 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 wasn't he wasn't he got his goal great to see obviously but um yeah in terms of his general performance I think you're absolutely right he just didn't he wasn't really on it uh, uh, on the weekend yeah and I, th- I you know I think um it was a point made uh, by uh, a guy called PGR underscore analytics on Twitter who's a he's a good good Twitter page if you. are Everyone to follow him for good Villa info, and um, he made a mention of how Target and Bailey would be two left footers or down that side, or could um, would have a little bit more natural relationship down that side, I guess, than what El Ghazi and Young would have. So that's something that when Bailey's fully fit, I'm interested to see how Bailey and Target work together. Um, personally, do you know, I think I would bring Target back next week. I think I'd just throw him back in. To, I mean, I fully understand why Young would stay in after, you know, not conceding. But I just think, you know what, let's, let's get Target back in. I think he's, he played so well last season. I don't think I don't think he deserves to be out of the team for long, really. I think it's fair enough that he missed Newcastle. But I'd like to see him back in on against Brentford. So that was our spicy question. There's a good case to be made to pick either Ashley Young or Matt Target at left back. What would you do for the Brentford game? Would you bring Target back or keep Young after his performance against Newcastle? You can let us know by contacting on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram or you can email us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com. Okay, well, as we've just mentioned, we're looking ahead now to Villa's next game. It's Brentford at home on Saturday. Uh, Frankie, Brentford, they um, they surprised a lot of people with their opening day win against uh, against Arsenal. How do you feel that one's going to go? Well, we've booked the Foo Fighters for the end of the season. We're winning the Premier League. So we've got to win <laughs> games like this, you know, obviously. Sure. Um, Dave Grohl will not be disappointed, um, you know, in us. Um, now, I... In the championship, we had a terrible record against Brentford. Um, we had a couple of we got hammered by them a couple of times, didn't we? They're a bit of a bogey side for us. I mean, yeah. they were, to be fair, they were, they were a bogey side for a lot of teams. They 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 were a very good championship side for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and we did come unstuck, def- absolutely. But I mean, it's a different proposition now, I guess. Um, you know, we're we're an established prem side now. Um, they just come up. Uh, they didn't create a lot against Crystal Palace in an away game. Um, it was it was a from the highlights I watched, Palace had a little bit more, a few more opportunities. That's not to say they won't create chances against Villa, but um, I th- could see it being quite a tight game. Villa in open play didn't look massively creative the other day against Newcastle. Mm. But one goal from a set piece, one from a penalty. Um, so we might be relying on set pieces to bother them again, um, unless there's a bit of magic from someone like Buendia. Um 
is Tricky Triori going to be back? Is Leon Bailey going to be back? Is Ollie Watkins going to be back? There's three key players we, we've not got there who mm. I'm I'm fearful that they might not be reappearing until after the international break. Um, but Brentford, they're excited. I think they'll cause us problems. They might not be too dissimilar to how Brighton play against us. You know, nice interchanges. Brighton seems to be a team that we struggle against as well. Quite a lot. Sometimes we look a bit like a bit lost against them. And so I wonder if Brentford, if they keep the ball on the floor, pass it around us quite nicely on the deck, then hopefully we won't look too lost, which has happened to us a couple of times. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think we use our experience to just edge out a one nil win. Um, but I could also, with the caveat being that. I could see them exploiting us on one or two occasions. They will have a few chances. And if they take them, like Ivan Tony, for instance, hasn't scored yet in the Premier League. Um, it could be a 1-1 draw. Um, I just think we're, we're in for a bit of a slow start this season, just with so many new players. But hopefully, off the back of Newcastle, we can get a win. But I, I wouldn't put it past Brentford to turn up and get a goal, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think Watkins would be absolutely itching to get back and play against his... Um his former side. Uh, it's just obviously we're still not entirely sure the the nature of this um of this knee injury that he's got and whether it's more significant than um, we all would want it to be. Uh, we don't know, but hopefully he could be uh he could be back for that one. Um yeah, I mean I I don't know I, again I yeah I watched I watched the Brentford Palace um game and um you know Tony had a couple of couple of decent chances, uh a couple of headers a bit of a snapshot um sort of uh, from distance which uh which is relatively close but I, I never I never thought they looked like scoring against the palace side which is obviously going through quite a significant um sort of uh structural change well, I like guess. us uh, yeah a big yeah, change yeah lots of players coming in obviously new manager um they're trying to play this different style a different kind of formation um and uh and Brentford still despite all that weren't able to really uh, trouble them uh, that much, which mm. um, was was quite surprising, really, g- given how threatening they looked against Arsenal. But I think with Brentford, the, the key for them will be their uh, will be their home form. I think yeah. they'll be much stronger at home than they will be, particularly with fans being back. Um, than they will be on the road. So that that gives me hope uh, that we'll actually. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say we'll win comfortably because that's exactly what I said about what <laughs> happened there. But um, but uh, but I think you know. Uh, we're now three games. Well, we will be three games into the season. It will take obviously longer than that for our players to fully bed in, but at least now we have a couple of games under our belt, both home and away to kind of have an idea of who's going to play where and, and, and get that, that sense of um, uh, understanding between players going confidence will be high after our win, obviously um, back at Villa park. Uh, yeah. I'd, and and I know obviously the run games after Brentford are tricky as we mentioned last week. So there there is an onus on us to to you know get another win and before we get get to, into that relatively sticky run of fixtures. Mm. So I'm I'm gonna I am gonna say I think we'll win that one. I, I think I think I think it will be I think it will be maybe two one. A headed goal from concert. That's all I'm. I'm going to say again. Yeah. Are we going to another piece. another set piece? Yeah. Austin McPhee yeah. working his magic. Stone keep, Cold I, Austin I, McPhee. I keep I keep thinking of John McAfee. <laughs> yeah. uh, whenever I see his name, you know, like he's a sort of in software in software security slash set piece specialist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean that would be nice. I'll take a goal from absolutely anywhere. Set pieces for the throw in. 
obviously got us that first goal against Newcastle. We can utilise Matt Cash's uh, long throw. Did he did he use the long throw last season at all? I, I don't remember, remember him. I, I, I remember did, him having did, a long throw, but I don't remember it being like a regular feature. Uh, honestly, he spent so long rubbing the ball with the towel. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah. It went on for so long that I was looking at the ref going, I thought like, the ref is going to blow his whistle. Yeah. He's going to blow well, up here. On the, on the clock, I think it was 15 seconds to go until the the, the extra time in the first half. Uh, yeah. The new time was, was up. So, yeah, there was a point where we were thinking, just come on, Matt. <laughs> just like, take a ball in there, shall we? <laughs> so he towed the ball and then he gave his boots a clean, you know, uh, <laughs> brushed his teeth. Uh, yeah. Fixed his hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All yeah. while Newcastle fans are singing a very... Uh, unpleasant song about Jack Grealish at him and then it was quite funny how straight after Ings gets a bias cricket goal from that throw in so that was was nice. the song you're not you're, you're just uh, not very good Jack Grealish was that what they were yeah saying? which is very true Matt Cash is a is a is a better looking more talented more skillful 150 million pound player that, that's the truth <laughs> that is the truth that is the truth well hopefully yeah if you can utilize that long throw against Brentford we can get a few chances, then then that's all good. I just think we pose more of a threat now um, yeah. than, than Brentford. I know Tony's was, was an absolute you know, ridiculously good player in the championship. He's still he's kind of yet to find his feet in the Premier League. I mean, I really hope yeah, he doesn't against us this weekend. Yeah. But um, chances are he probably will score a hat-trick. Uh, do, you remember you know, when, do you remember back in the, the, the bad old days when it was always like if a, if a striker needs a goal, they play Villa and you're like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure Adi Akinbai hadn't scored for <laughs> ages. And then he just headed one against us that just got over the line. Off yeah. he ran with his shirt off. And he honestly, like, he, I've never seen a man better built than him. Like, he really worked out. But yeah, oh, sure. that image just have been like, oh, of Here course. Who and yeah. it's like always like strikers who's who they've scored the most against, like you know, Shearer, Rooney, Henri, and all these. And you're always like, Oh, look, there's Villa and Newcastle right at the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very true. If the striker's low on confidence, if they know they've got Villa on the horizon, that's, that's an opportunity then to kind of, you know, get back in, in amongst the goals. Um, yeah, I hope, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen for Tony. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening Saturday. And his, right? and his run rumbles on for another week. Um, this barren run of two games with that goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ings is on fire. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw um, a stat saying that he's only one of four Villa players to score in his first two games. Nice. I think Dion Dublin was one. I can't remember the other two, but Ross Barkley was the other. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so hopefully yeah. his his career um, will go the way of Dion Dublin and not uh, of Ross Barkley in a Villa shirt. Fingers yeah. crossed. And he continues his uh, hot streak and gets one um on saturday but yeah i i'm i'm i am confident i'm going to i'm happy i'm to say yeah 2-1 to the villa and in the next podcast i'm sure that will come back to bite me on the bum but no. we'll see. come on let believe okay that's it thank you everybody for listening i've been your host george Zelinski. frankie i'll see you next week yep see you next week up the villa up the villa, up the villa, and it's uh, was goodbye for me until then. We'll be back next week to talk uh, Villa v Brentford, but until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.